May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts give glory to you, O Lord. Amen. Everything that we read in the Bible is the word of God, given to us to treasure, to learn from, and to give thanks for. Often in the Gospels, we are given stories about the disciples of Jesus and how they learned something essential from what Jesus had taught them, something they didn't know or understand before. And it is as if we are standing there too among the disciples, looking over their shoulders, learning their lessons too. After the resurrection, when Jesus left us in bodily form, yet remains with us forever through the Spirit. His followers continue to learn from him. The book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, is a fascinating book filled with adventures and happenings which continue to teach the ways of God, often in surprising ways. Today's story is a good example in which a lesson is given to Peter through a vision provided by God. In the early days of the church, there was disagreement about who could follow Christ and especially who would receive the Holy Spirit. The first of those later to be called Christians were Jewish. They were, of course, Jesus's disciples upon whom he breathed the Holy Spirit after he rose from the dead. These men, particularly Simon Peter, went on to become the first to spread the word of salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. On that first Pentecost, many more received the Holy Spirit and believed, partly through Peter's actions inspired by the Lord. On that day, there were people from many of the surrounding countries in, in Jerusalem who were given that tremendous gift. Peter and the rest of the disciples, or apostles as they came to be referred to, went on to carry the gospel to many others. They were soon joined by Paul, formerly a persecutor of the Jews, who had been called by Jesus to serve in this way. But whom should receive the Spirit? To whom should Peter and Paul and all the disciples go? Certainly they should go to the Jews. Jesus was Jewish and his first students were Jews. What about the Gentiles? That is, everyone else who wasn't Jewish. Does God intend to save Israel only? So there was disagreement with some taking one side and some the other. Some said Gentiles could not be baptized and receive the spirit at all. Some said they could, but would have to be circumcised first. Some said there should be no distinction. And so one day Peter has this interesting vision he is praying and he sees something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners. And it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. And Peter hears a voice telling him to kill and eat. When he refuses, calling the animals unclean, the voice tells him, what God has made clean, you shall not call profane. At first, this seems rather unclear. Is he being told that the Jewish dietary laws are no longer in effect? That God is saying all foods are good for humans to eat? And you will recall that Jesus had some words on that subject as well. 
Peter is puzzled by the vision, but while he ponders it, he's visited by three men who take him to the house of a Gentile who wants to hear the gospel. The Holy Spirit helps Peter to understand the lesson of the vision, that he should make no distinction between them and us, that he should welcome non-Jews as well as Jews to hear the gospel and be baptized with the Spirit. This goes to the heart of the disciples' disagreement and ensures that from now on the gospel mission will go to all people of every background. Truly, God shows no partiality. All are equally welcome to join in faith and become part of the body of Christ. The fact that the vision concerned food and eating is not insignificant, for God's restrictions on what Jews could eat and what they could not was one of the things which marked them out as separate and apart from other peoples. It was a cultural marker, an important part of Jewish identity. But like other differences among peoples, it could be used to divide one society from another. Remember the original complaint of those who criticized Peter. Why did you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Eating with non-Jews was forbidden because they would likely eat the wrong foods and put temptation in the way of the Jew. So God chose this way to teach Peter that he should not make distinction in the matter of the gospel. Uncircumcision was another identifying distinction, or forgive me, circumcision was another identifying distinction which set Jews apart. God chose this in the beginning as a sign of his chosen people. But again, under Jesus' new commandments to love all people and bring them to God, it should not be used to separate different peoples. There is only one distinction which remains important, and it is not to be used for division, but for celebration. In today's gospel, Jesus tells his disciples, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Some people have given their lives to Christ and become his disciples and receive the Holy Spirit, and others have not. It is a big difference, as we who are Jesus' disciples know. The blessings we receive as God's baptized people are tremendous, and we hope that it shows in the way that we care for each other. But Jesus, after the resurrection, also told them, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God wants everyone to be in his special group. God calls everyone home to him to live in the bounty of his love. And we have our part to play in that by being as welcoming and inclusive as we can for God is infinitely welcoming, infinitely inclusive. We are all God's children, for which we give thanks. Amen. Now we have the prayers of the people. 